Welcome to Linux Link Radio by TimeSys, the podcast for embedded Linux developers. Welcome to Linux Link Radio by TimeSys. Uh, my name is Maciej Halas. I'm with Product Management uh, with TimeSys. And uh, today, unfortunately, a colleague of mine, Gene Sally, is um, uh, traveling. So, um, uh, And I have just returned from a trip to Japan where I attended um, an Embedded Systems Expo, um, ASAC, um, in Tokyo. Uh, so today's episode, um, I'm going to talk about... Um, what I've seen, my experience, and um, um, various different um, solutions, Linux stories that I've encountered during the show. The um, Embedded System Expo is uh, one of the largest um, shows. Actually, it's the largest show in Japan, uh, and it happens every year in Tokyo uh, in a big side uh, convention center, which is uh, a pretty nice place um, in Tokyo. Um, there was a very large number of, number of exhibitors compared to um, other shows that I've been to, uh, including um, Embedded Systems Conference um, in the United States. But um, the reason behind this might be that in the United States we have a number of Embedded Systems Conference shows, um, East Coast, West Coast, and in Japan there is just one. Um, there's uh, there was a number of uh, board vendors out there, of course, uh, semiconductor manufacturers and uh, middleware manufacturers. At least those were the types of companies that um, I uh, wanted to visit. I wanted to learn more about uh, what's new and uh, uh, what they're working on. Uh, but the uh, show was focused on better hardware and uh, better software solutions in, in general. Um, I've talked to a number of exhibitors, um, and um, I've seen a number of new processors that um, have been introduced to the market, including uh, um, the um, IMX31 by Freescale, um, one of the first um, ARM11 core processors on the market. Um, I've seen Atmo processors, including the 9261 and um, the latest um, processor from Intel IXP Group, the IXP 435. Uh, but um, since this is Japan that we talk about, um, there's a number of processors out there that are very popular, uh, primarily in that market space, uh, including the SH uh, family of processors and a very uh, large interest in uh, Xilinx processors. Um, so I, I, d during my time there, I, of course, um, stopped by a number of booths. I looked at a uh, number of demonstrations um, involving hardware. Uh, one demo I've seen had two tubes with um, balls in them, and the idea was that um, the balls were thrown in the air at an equal interval of time. Um, the demo was uh, showing the how reliable or... Um, well, the real-time performance of uh, one solution versus the other. I was comparing a Linux solution against um, with, with real-time enhancements against um, a Linux solution without it. It was pretty interesting to see that because um, Japan has always been um, interested, a market that was very interested in um, uh, the performance, the, the reliability of the operating system, um, uh, real time, uh, to be short. 
Um, so uh, I've seen a lot of uh, interest in higher levels of optimizations and real-time performance. Um, <clears throat> the uh, Japan, well, the market in Japan, um, one of the most popular operating systems that I've that I've encountered there was um, is called iTron. It's uh, it's very popular in Japan actually. Uh, it's a project. Um, the, the, the iTron project is one of the sub projects of the Tron project. And um, uh, since I was not familiar with um, that particular solution, I, I talked to people a bit, and I found out that uh, Tron is really an open, real-time uh, operating system. Um, it's a design with an acronym for real-time operating system nucleus. The R O, uh, no, no, the T R O N. Right. Uh, the project was begun by Professor um, Ken Sakamura of the University of Tokyo uh, in 1984, um, and its goal was to create an ideal computer architecture for. Um, all society's needs. Um, the uh, the Tron itself does not specify um, the source code for the kernel. It doesn't provide any sources to um, the developers, but it's just instead a set of interfaces and design guidelines for creating the kernel, for how to develop a good, um, small, very small, tiny little uh, kernel solution. Um, this approach um, allows a number of different companies to create their own versions of uh, the Tron based on their own specifications, um, which can be adjusted for different microprocessors. Um, I've seen iTron in uh, a number of different um, booths, different solutions running on a number of different processors. Um, but... Um, a growing number of projects um, started to switch uh, to Linux. Um, well, I guess for many reasons. Um, today uh, we see um, new processors that are more powerful um, that allow the use of the larger OSs. Um, <clears throat> and the more powerful OSs um, are more suitable for certain more complex applications. And companies... Um, like the open source approach, uh, which means that um, they have access to a unified source code. They can go and get the sources from uh, kernel.org or other websites. Um, there is a large number of developers that know the operating system. There is a lot of device drivers available um, for new hardware. The, so, in other words, companies can leverage the investment that was made by, well, open source community that um, is continuously developing new new code, new um, support for new devices, new processors, and uh, um, new systems. Some of the successful designs um, that I've seen included um, a design um, by uh, Sony. It was a little communication device that's available on the U.S. and Japan market called, the device itself is called Milo. It's uh, powered by a Freescale's um, IMX21 processor, and was um, I saw it at the Freescale's booth. It's, uh, it's a very interesting uh, 
application or success story, if you will, because um, it is using um, um, an embedded operating system, and um, it's it's very small, it's very fast, it, and can do a lot of things. It's just another proof that embedded embedded space is really adopting various um, OSs, various. Um, uh, small footprint designs and the number of middleware and graphics packages and applications is um, increasing and uh, making those little tiny devices very fun to play with. Um, a lot of um, applications that uh, I thought I would have to wait for, for the next, I don't know, five years to get on a little device like that are already present there and, and people can stream radios, people can check emails um, and carry um, a little device like that in a, in a pocket of, of a jacket or something. Um, <clears throat> I've seen a number of network devices um, uh, like gateways powered by IXP processors and a number of uh, PowerPC processors. Um, a number of middleware and internetworking protocols um, that have been developed recently and today uh, catch on in a, in a number of industries. I've seen um, at one of the uh, booths, semiconductor booths, a um, an approach to unifying a um, connections between um, distributed systems via um, network to uh, um, allow bidirectional communication between different subsystems of. Uh, of the entire household control system, which was amazing because it, it will allow in the future um, customers to connect um, computers with televisions, with um, um, various embedded devices, and have a uh, ability to uh, look at the pictures, listen to your music from your computer um, in uh, any part of your house. Um, the new televisions um, also use uh, new processors new uh, and are powered by operating systems like Linux. Um, so the adoption of Linux um, seems to be growing. Um, there is more uh, companies um, today, at least at ESEC, um, showing uh, demonstrations that involve Linux in one way or another. Um, there is obviously a, a, a still need for a um, well-performing solution, solution that um, meets certain um, performance characteristics. But um, from talking to a, to a number of people, um, I conclude, I can conclude that um, Linux is ready for those projects, and um, uh, customers are really looking to uh, um, Implement Linux in their solutions, beef it up with additional additional protocols, additional applications, and make um, end user applications that end user experience more fun. So I'm looking forward to uh, attending more of those shows because um, that's one way of um, for me to compare where Linux is going and um, how it evolves. Um, and I'm happy to report that. Um, Linux is on it on its path to uh, be a very successful uh, solution for um, customers in embedded space. Um, so uh, I apologize for, for a short episode today. Um, 
hopefully next episode, um, Gene and I will be able to get together and talk about uh, an interesting topic topic um, in a, from embedded space. Um, send us your questions, please, and comments. Um, you can uh, send those uh, to podcast at timesys.com. And you can also visit us at, at timesys.com website. Um, so with that, thank you very much for, for your time today. And um, we'll talk to you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Timesys. Check out our new site to get free code, discuss, and learn about embedded Linux development. Go to timesys.com today.